Welcome to the D-Shift Podcast, where we provide inspiration, motivation, and education to help you transition from the challenges of divorce to discover the freedom and ability to live life on your own terms. Are you ready? Let's get this shift started. Hello and welcome to another episode of the D-Shift Podcast. And I always love the episodes where I get to introduce somebody that I know personally. So this is one of those episodes that it's, I think you're going to really enjoy. I would like to introduce you to Beverly Glazer. She is an expert coach, therapist, and an internationally certified addiction specialist. She's an author. She's founded her own company. And her specialization is really assisting women who have received that wake-up call at some point in time in their life, and they want to reevaluate themselves and be able to live their life to the fullest. And divorce is definitely one of those wake-up calls. So thank you so much for being here. Thank you, Marty, for inviting me. And, And I'm always thrilled to be on a show where I know that person and I love that person and it makes such a better vibe, doesn't it? Does. It? it makes such a difference. You know, I mean, it's nice to introduce, interview a lot of different people and oh, get yeah. to know people I don't know. But when I, it's, it's like we're sitting down, I always say having a cup of coffee or something. So exactly. uh, it's really nice. Yeah, exactly. So, Beverly, you have a long list of credentials, I know, but tell us what you why you got into this area of helping women to reinvent themselves after that that wake-up call of life, whatever that may be. Of course. That's huge, okay? Um, Wow, where do I start, right? (laughs) I'll start with my own wake-up call, okay? Um, My wake-up call was back in the day when I was living my life, enjoying my life. Um, I love art. I love I love theater. I went to school and studied drama. That was the stuff that I loved and thrived on. However, um, you can't really make a living on that, okay? And uh, I went to art school, and I loved Indigenous art. And so what happened to me, not happened, when I got married, which was something else I did want to do, um, I, I became an art consultant, and that was... Back in the day, bringing art from the indigenous people up north. I'm in Canada, as you were. Yes. (laughs) And so you know what that communities are all about. And they're ravaged by alcoholism and they're ravaged by all kinds of social problems. And I said to myself, you know, I want to do more. And that's when I went back to school. And that's when I got all the degrees and certifications and everything else. But when I was in grad school, boom, okay, I opened the door and a subpoena was placed in my hand. And I said, hey, whoa, what is this? Okay, I did nothing wrong. Although I did know that there was a fraud in my husband's company, but he was handling that. I wanted nothing to do with any of this. I'm raising my kids. I'm living a happy life, right? And here I am, like, I'm involved in a crime. What's this crime? Fraud. Okay. How am I even, I don't even know anything. I don't know anything about books. I never go into the office. I hate numbers. Believe me, Marty, this is not my thing. Okay. (laughs) Me either. I got you on that one. You know, I mean, business even, this is not my thing, right? I am now 
going to be learning and helping and doing, okay, well, I learned fast, okay, because I had to get my own lawyers. I had to deal with all these problems and what went on because I had the assets and I was the wife. They went after me. And they figured, although my husband was the one that called the bank in in the first place and said there's this gap, and they said that they would work with him, as you know, and everything else, when lawyers get involved, it's like, hey, she's got the money. Maybe she was involved in this company. Whatever it is, stop. So seven years, this went on. And they were after me, and they were after papers that I didn't even know what they were talking about. And it just went on and on. And actually, my husband, and we're still married, okay, <laughs> said, just keep at it. But let me tell you, I nearly destroyed the man in the process. Okay? <laughs> because what doesn't kill you makes you stronger. And I learned fast, okay? And through my journey, if you will, and through the therapy that I was doing and learning and teaching and working on myself, I also realized that women, whether they were the indigenous up in the north or whether they were my clients that I was working with, and whether, because I have now I've been a 30, for over 30 years being a therapist as well as a coach, and I'll go into that because I've pivoted into that since 2020. But the fact is, women are the ones that hold the family together, the children together, our lives together. And they hold up even the men on many occasions, their husbands, when there's alcohol involved or any other social problems, women carry the load. And that's why when I pivoted into coaching in 2020, where I always wanted to do that, then 2020 gave me the opportunity to go online. And so, of course, I became a certified coach because learning is what I do. <laughs> and I love if I'm going to be anything, if I'm going to be the waitress, I'm going to be the best. If yeah. whatever I'm going to do, I'm going to learn. And so, yes, I got my credentials for that too. And what I've done is develop programs for women because when you get that wake-up call, whether it's divorce, big time, or whether it's you lost your job and you're over 50, and or Mr. Wonderful is not so wonderful, but you know what? He's okay. And then he walks out. Right. And then you were not expecting that. It's where are you in this process? And what I also believe is even if you are retired and life is good, what's next? Yeah. And that's where you need a purpose. And I believe everybody has to find their purpose after that wake-up call. And for me, my purpose is helping people. This is what I do. Right. And when I work with my clients, what we do is we go through a chart as to who you are. You will see a thread, Marty, that through that thread, it's always been there. But when we travel that road of life, 
it's all marked out for us, isn't it? Right. You know, and we do what we do, but is it necessarily what we really want to do? Is it? Okay. So what happens is very often not, you know, I was just speaking to someone the other day. She's in finance in the bank. Life is good. And she's preparing for retirement. And she really is. She wants to go to the country and all of that. But she's saying, I'm not so sure, you know, it's that transition, those transitions into what I do to who I am. Yeah. And now I believe when you're older or when you've hit that wall, you have that opportunity to say, now what's next for me? Right. And you could be right on top of the world or you could be hit in the face. You don't need to have to go through a lawsuit. You don't need to have to stand up in court a thousand times. You don't have to have that financial drain. But let me tell you, we all suffer in different ways. And I believe that women suffer differently than men. Yeah. Because there's so much more guilt in other directions. Yeah. It's so huge. And and I so. really like, I, I really, first of all, thank you for sharing your story because I've, I, I've heard it before, but it still is kind of mind boggling how the legal system, whether you're in Canada, the United States, the UK, it doesn't oh, yeah. matter how the legal system can churn and churn and churn for years, especially in ah. the, um, you know, whether it's a civil case or even in a criminal case, it can go on and on and on. And, you know, I have clients that are, I have one client right now who is five years into her divorce and there's no light at the end of the tunnel. There's no light. And there's hundreds of thousands of dollars in legal fees that are already flushed down the toilet. So, and not that, again, I'm not bad-mouthing attorneys. It's it's the way the system works. Um, But I think one of the things that, that I really, that really resonates with your message with me is that whole feeling of, as we get older, it becomes, well, for me, um, it, it became more important to do something that I felt that I was doing something for other people. Yes. So I talk to a lot of women who have gone into very good jobs. So they're mm-hmm. CEOs, they are um, CFOs, they're entrepreneurs, they're you know, working in Silicon Valley, they're doing all yes. of this kind of stuff and they're making great money, but they have zero job satisfaction. And I think for women, maybe, and I'm not, maybe I'm being stereotypical uh, uh, or gender biased here, but I think for women, the, the big money doesn't counterbalance the lack of feeling like you're doing what you're supposed to be doing in the world. I so agree with you. I I'm thinking of a client that I was working with exactly fitting that type. She was a CEO of a huge company and she had gone through a divorce and she wanted to go through this divorce. Unfortunately, though, it had just hit such a huge head because she was really the major breadwinner, although that wasn't a problem. But she did want to have children. They couldn't have children. She went through IVF. She went through all that process. And eventually the marriage just dissipated. And financially, she was very okay. And she paid him off and everything was okay. And they didn't have a fight with that. 
But what, where she was, the whole world thought she was fine, but things were missing. She was starting to feel she's drinking too much at night. There's, she's going out too much with her girlfriends, just knowing that something is missing. Right. And starts blaming her job and says, you know what, Bev, uh, I hate my job. You know, it's all in the male world and, you know, everybody, it's the boys network and you name it. And she's beating herself up and she's blaming her mother from all kinds of stuff. The job was difficult, no question. And the people she was working with were question, no question. Her mother also, no question. But this wasn't the problem. Right. What she really decided to do when she was working through this, she says, you know, I don't, I, I can take vacations. I go everywhere. I go to spas. I'm fine. I have great friends. But what is missing? And that's where the purpose came in. And what was missing, and she did change jobs, and she became a CEO of another company, where it was more related to what she wants to do, which is giving back. And this was more like elder care homes and a whole other, a whole, she, I mean, let's face it, she does know how to be a CEO of companies. Sure. Right? Sure. But you have to feel that you matter. And she wasn't interested, if you know, you know, Toronto, she wasn't interested in being down there and doing that hype and doing that work with all that, you know, all that, the banking industry, which is what she was part of. So it had just that moment of realizing I'm drinking too much or I'm eating too much and I know I should go on a diet, but so what? Like, you know, I can travel, I can do. Everybody comes to a term where I am not happy. Right. And if you're not happy, and what is happiness anyway? Or should we have to always be happy? Of course not. But we do have to feel fulfilled. Yeah. And it's that feeling at the end of the day when you go to sleep and you say, you know what? Enough world, but it's been a good day. Yeah. We all have to feel that, Marty. Yeah. Yes. And and I think after you hit that wall and you turn your life around, it's always better. So the divorce, you know, we were talking about this when you were saying it's not necessary to just ne go and jump to a lawyer. Maybe in Canada we have mediation immediately. And, and, yeah, not in yeah. not in the not United the States, same. but it, it is now before before you can go to litigation, they require you to at least attempt mediation. It's it's slightly yeah. different, but yeah, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But what you also advised, which I think is really poignant, speak to a financial advisor. Nobody says that. Everybody says, let's just move on. And of course. Speak to a therapist, in my case, flash coach, or what I call myself, because I'm not particular about the word coach. I like reinvention expert. Yeah. Because that is what I've been doing. Just right. taking your life and you're reinventing it. And I've reinvented so many times and it's always for the better. But whenever you hit the wall, that's the only time that you have that wake up call. Well, and you know, you know what's kind of interesting that I find 
you know, we, when we're young, we're asked, well, in my family, I was asked to pick, what do you want to be when you grow up, right? So I really wanted to be a vet. I went and took my degree in agriculture at the University of Alberta. Didn't have the grades to get into vet school. Knew that. So I, I went and worked in a similar field. As a matter of fact, I work, went and worked for Canada Packers for years and uh, years. And then um, it's completely the opposite. Yeah. My then, goodness, now you're killing animals yeah, for yeah. those who don't know what Canada <laughs> And then I decided, well, that wasn't what I wanted to do. So I went back to school, became a teacher, loved being a teacher, um, did my master's, became a behavior consultant, worked with school districts. And then, got, you know, went, got married, got, went through a divorce, moved down to the United States, got married to a fellow down here in the United States and, and didn't really, I'm just going to say it, didn't like the education system and the way things work down here, especially when it came to special education kids or yeah, education system didn't like the way that special ed was run. So, um, decided that that wasn't my bag. And what I had to do at that point in time was I had to say, okay, I know I've got a master's degree and I've invested X amount of dollars in my education and I'm not going to use it. But that's not true. You do use it. You just don't, you know. So then I went into, you know, working with families and then dealing with becoming a domestic violence client advocate and then into coaching and then into working with women in divorce. So even though it's a convoluted route, it, yes. there, you're right. There is that thread through it, right? So I really Always. like that. And Bev, I know one thing that you talk to your clients about is don't settle for fine. Can you talk a little bit about what that means and what that does to women when you do settle for fine throughout your life? Yeah. Resentment, Marty. Okay. It's all tied up in one word. Looking at other people and saying, they're better than me. I wish I did. The hoping. Fine is okay. And if you're okay with fine, that's good too, by the way. Okay. But if you want it to be more than fine, if you start seeing or looking at other people and feeling, I wish I could, yeah. that's where it's not fine. But that is where, that's a wake-up call. You don't have to settle for fine. Fine can be okay, but there is a what's next. And if you're settling for fine, you're feeling, but I'm not good enough. And I want every woman to feel, yes, I am good enough. Because our society has taught us, since we are little girls, we're not good enough. Our bodies aren't good enough. Our faces aren't good enough. Our brains aren't good enough. You know, it's always something is not good enough. So we now I understand it's complete reversal. Girls are going to school. They have to be all of everything. So they are the best in this and the best in that. The pressure is reversed. But back in the day when I went to school, you'd always look at the ideal and there's this stereotypes and it takes quite a few generations to change that, to become, you know, I'm okay with who I am. But I think for every woman, you have to say, is this, is this what I want? Is it really? Right. It doesn't mean you'll have to get rid of everything. Sure. No, you grow on it. And as you were talking about, you know, when I was saying, 
I started in arts. Well, guess what? No, I, I'm not an art consultant today. But I have to say that psychology is both an art and a science. And as a wonderful professor once said, and anyone can do the science. <laughs> but, you know, and it's so true. Yeah. But, but the fact is, yeah, because I was able to do what I was doing, I did get a radio show, now a podcast. I have also done learned to do art therapy with people to bring them out, particularly in different situations. So everything comes together. But I don't like to sit, put myself in a slot. I'm a this, I'm a that, I'm an anything else. Right. And I don't like to put my clients in a slot either because I do believe that there's this thread. And as you know, as a teacher, we put people in slots very early. Yes, yes. Okay? And so I do believe that for personal growth, you have to get out of those slots. Right. You have to be who you are and you have to stand up for who you are. Right. And no fear. That sounds really crazy, but it's so true. You know, standing up in court, what are these? Men in suits that know more about the law, right? Right. True. But if you're coached by your own lawyer, and I'm telling anybody that's going through a divorce right now, don't look at the emotional, okay? Just look at the facts, because that's all they care about. Right. And if you just follow through on those facts, you will star, okay? Yeah. And they're all out to get you. So what you're doing, or I had a client, it's quite brilliant, saying the world is out to get you as soon as you're born, you know? <laughs> but the fact is, and she's right, but the fact is, we have to say no. Like, why? I'm okay. Yeah. And that's where the fine comes in. Okay. I'm okay. But I can be better. Yes. And that's the personal growth. Yeah. And, and, and not think, to fear it. And I think too, and I'm sorry to cut you off there, Bev. I, I think that the I think that the idea of a lifelong learner is really critical that if you do feel your passion is always to, and I know people can get on that certification wheel where they got to get certified. I'm not saying certifications. I'm saying whether it's take an art course or take a photography yeah. course or learn yeah. a new language or travel to a new country. All of that is a learning experience. And every time we do that, I think it gives us that extra level of understanding, of confidence. One of the best things I had, a, and I, we're just about out of time. I'm looking at my clock ticking down in the corner here. One of the things that I had a, a lady on the podcast um, a, a little bit ago who works with women who have gone through divorce to start traveling solo and how much that Amazing. really boosts, their, boosts your confidence because so many women are afraid to go sit in a restaurant by themselves, um, you know, travel out of the country or even travel in a country where they live by themselves. And, and I realized for some, in some countries, that's not appropriate and that's not safe for women to do, but most countries that's okay. Right. Sure, <laughs> but sure. it, it, you know, that, that fear that we have, that we can't be single, that we're supposed to be in a relationship, that's especially right. when we get older, you know, people look at you like, Oh, look at, you know, look at her. She's single and she's 50 plus. Oh, poor her. And I'm like, 
why? Let's celebrate that, you know, you have all this freedom to be able to do things. Exactly. And that's what I mean by those stereotypes. Yeah. If we start believing them, then life is just fine. It's fine. Right. But what's next? Yeah. You know, and, and you're selling yourself short. If you don't just take a step, take a risk. And it starts with baby steps. It really does. You know, it's just those small steps, like that restaurant, you know, a little thing. And you don't have to travel far, go alone. Or I've had a client saying, you know, I love to go to a movie, but I don't want to go alone. What do you mean you don't want to go alone? Okay. It's like, well, people will look at me. It's like, what people? Nobody cares. (laughs) We all think everybody's looking at us. Nobody cares. (laughs) Nobody, not one, you know? And then she said, yes. I said, you know, go to a matinee. So, you know, sure enough, she did. And she, that's fantastic. I can do that. Yeah. You know, and it's when you have this thing, I'm the only one, I'm the only one without a man. It's like, nobody really cares. So get it out of your head. If you want to do it, do it yeah. because it's only about you It is, and don't feel sorry for yourself afterwards. Say, gee, you know, sometimes you are your best company anyway. You are, <laughs> you are. Cause then you, every, everything, you know, and everything you think is, you know, you don't have to debate anything. It's, it's there. Like you can experiencing if you, if you want to take two hours and eat a dessert and have a coffee, you can take it. There's no, yeah. I mean, there's, don't get me wrong. There's times when you want to be with people, and that's cool too. But uh, you shouldn't feel sure. upset. Sure. Then we have covered a whole range of topics here, and <laughs> you could talk for forever on this. I think. Can you tell me what you would like people to remember when they get off this call today? What's the kind of the one big point that you'd like women, in particular, to think about? Yes. If first of all that you have power. You have personal power, and you're the one that has to believe that you do. So whenever you hit a wall like a divorce, don't go back, okay? It is what it is, and you have the power to make it better, and you have to move on with what is and take the full package, learn from it, move it forward, and own it. Own it. Don't go grief. Don't go guilt. Don't go right back into what I should have done, could have done, would have done, because it's over. Don't do it again. Just move on. Yeah. And we all have a purpose. Keep going. Love that. Bev, if people want to reach out and find out more about how to work with you or what you do, what's the best place to get in contact with you or find out more about what about what you're all about? Sure. My website is Reinvent Impossible. And believe me, everything is possible. So, and I always offer a free 15-minute conversation to call anytime. All you have to do is book a session on the site for 15 minutes or whatever. And we'll just talk about what's your future and where do you want to go from there? And there's no obligation at all. Wonderful. Thank you so much, Bev. And please take advantage of that call. If you have found that you have hit the wall, um, Bev is definitely the person to speak with, um, most generously offering that 15-minute 
consultation. So that's absolutely fantastic. Bev, thank you for being on the show today. Really appreciated your insight. Thank you, Marty. It's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you. And I'd like to thank everybody for listening into the D Shift. And don't forget to tune in to our next episode next week. Thanks for listening and supporting the D Shift podcast. If you would like to attend live trainings by our amazing guests and have a chance to ask questions and get answers from our experts, join the D Shift crew. For more details and to sign up, head on over to www.divorcecoachforwomen and click on the podcast page.